welcome to another episode of the Gamers Without Borders podcast, where we talk about gaming, tech, news, and culture from gaming across the world. And the best part about it, there's no passport needed. Today I have with me British gentleman extraordinaire, Nick. Hello. I, I love that title. <laughs> and girl wonder, my wife, Arena. Hello. I, I don't like girl wonder. Would you prefer woman wonder? No, I more want like... Badass Rena. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but it's got right. to be true to life. Yeah, oh. so, like, we definitely need to get rid of yours. Oh, damn. Oh! Shots fired. Yeah. Yeah, I'll amend it for next time. So, today we're going to talk about sidekicks. Yes. But before we get to that, I want the listeners to get to know us a little bit better. So, what have we been up to this week, Nick? Okay, I'll start with me. Lots of stuff for me. Uh, starting with my week, I had an exam, which is not fun, but I got through it, and that's nice, but that's not very interesting, it's not really about games. Um, as you well know, uh, uh, well, our listeners won't know, but Brad will know, I started video game high school again, because he kept me thinking about it, and I got back into it. Dude, it's such a good job. Uh, well, I've decided what it is, fundamentally, is a guilty pleasure, to such an, ex- yep. <laughs> to such a, to such an extent, that I, as I was going to start watching it, I was like, oh, I'll, um, I'll watch, I know it's on Netflix, I'll watch it on Netflix, then my brain went no, because then it will be it will permanently be on my Netflix saying you watched what? video game high school and we're going to recommend this and I don't um I don't I use someone else's Netflix account so I was like no I can't deal with the shame of that being on my Netflix. Oh my god! So I, hey, I, I no watch- don't feel don't feel ashamed by what you like, Nick. So I'm now watching on YouTube and just erasing my history constantly because I can't be dealing oh with it. Oh my gosh, that's so ridiculous! I think ridiculous. that you are just shamming on. I like it very much. BGS. I like it very much. It's it's it is one of my favorite shows. But like, I would never want to get into a conversation with someone about it. Not really, because oh, I apart would. from you. But then I feel like you don't really like it. So. Yeah, I'm gonna spread the VGHS love all over the world. Mm, do, you, do you know there's merchandise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, also, if you actually want some games, I have. I don't know why I. I after two failed attempts with early era Tomb Raider games, I decided, right, let's complete the set. Let's play Tomb Raider Underworld. Now, the interesting thing is, is that this one of the three was built from the ground up for PlayStation 3. So I was thinking, well, ah, maybe it'll look a bit better and play a bit better. And Well, it's very hit and miss. I'll start with the nice bits. It looks very nice. Uh, the combat is improved. It still uses the auto-aim system, but there's now a melee combat. It's not hugely... Um, it's not hugely advanced, but it's it's there and it makes it be easier. But holy mother of God, the camera in that game <laughs> for a platformer is horrendous. Because it's a freeform camera that will try and sort of lock in on your position. So like roughly behind sort of Lara's back. But so many times I have found that um, I will be walking, I'll go to make a jump. And as I jump, the camera completely changes position to essentially a first-person view, as if it was positioned with a camera on Lara's shoulder. So you cannot see anything. You cannot judge distances, which is what you need for platforming. And it's just... Ugh. And um, whoever coded the camera on that game, I think it's a little bit strange, because one of the default positions it seems to always flow back to is a shot where you're essentially looking down Lara Croft's shirt. So, uh, yeah, whoever coded that, I'm on to you. But um, it is, it's, it's a good game with, with sort of flashes of, of, of good elements in, like, 
you know how modern games are quite hand-holdy, and if there's ever a puzzle, if you don't solve it within five minutes, the character it's will like, say something... Need to walk over yeah, the character will say something really dumb, like, oh, I wonder yeah. if I can find a button, and they'll just keep saying it, whereas this doesn't do this, you get kind of a nice sort of wide shot of the area you've entered, um, and then it's kind of like, you can see the door, go get to it, we're not going to tell you anything else. Um, yeah, you have to figure... It's, it's, it's more like figure it out on your... Yeah, but it's just... Because the platform is, is sort of the main part of the game and the camera just lets you down so much, so to paraphrase a bit of Doctor Who, that game could have been so much more... That is... <laughs> um, yeah. I want to briefly touch on Uncharted 4. I still haven't played it yet. Because... Have you been reading news about it? Bit. I've been very careful. I've been sort of... I've looked at a couple of reviews just to gauge if it's all right, and I never expected to do badly. And I have sort of been but, trying to. Before you get into it, the yeah. worst thing I heard about this game yeah. was an article on somebody shaming it because of the lack of attention paid to its lemons. <laughs> like oh it's a full length article yeah. from a guy I think I can find it where he says we need to talk about the state of lemons in Uncharted 4 oh, and he like, shows a screenshot and there's like a couple 3D modeled lemons sitting on a box yeah. and then underneath them is just like a flat plane <laughs> of poorly drawn lemons underneath it oh, and he's God. like look at this crap this is garbage yeah. giving this game a 10 out of 10 is ridiculous the only sort of um, negative <laughs> gen- genuine sort of criticism I've heard is apparently the latter half of the game drags on a bit but um, I'm, but no, the main reason I think about it is I was having an interesting thought of obviously it's been getting really good reviews, super positive. But I was kind of thinking this is the first Uncharted game to come out post uh, Tomb Raider and effectively Rise of Tomb Raider as well. And I was having an interesting thought of like, I would imagine Naughty Dog would have looked at those games. I don't imagine Naughty Dog's attitudes to be we make the best action platformers in the world. We're going to ignore anything else that tries to look at that genre. So I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if there are sort of some influences and we see some crossover. Like the fact Nathan Drake has a grappling hook is a big sort of point. So uh, I... It's an interesting mechanic. I actually saw a picture that was like, this is my experience with Uncharted 4 so far. And it had a picture of Nathan like yeah. grappling and they just photoshopped Spider-Man's face. Nathan Drake. <laughs> yeah. And then I think so it's the whole idea of like could Uncharted 4 be kind of this perfect distillation of the action platformer adventure genre and I I it could be. Like if people have played it feel free to send your opinions just preferably not directly at me because um I haven't started yeah, it yet. Send them send them all to Majestic Steve yeah. or Brad. Um, um but the and a couple of things is that What's interesting, however, is that there will be a third Tomb Raider game. We know it's going to be a trilogy that will obviously come out after Uncharted 4, so we could yeah. then see it get one-upped again. But one of the sm- I sure hope so. Yeah, one of the small things I want to mention, this is probably a topic we'll come back to in a future episode, is um the spoiler culture on YouTube. Basically, what I mean by that is I was on YouTube today, and it popped up in my recommended videos, uh, a interview with Nolan North and Troy Baker talking about Uncharted 4 and sort of yeah. their relationship with the character and it was really interesting but if you looked through the other recommended videos it was like oh, it was all idiotic walkthroughs like all Uncharted 4 cinematics Uncharted 4 final boss and I was like the game has been out for five days and already like YouTube is saturated with if you're not careful massive spoilers for this game like it just seems yeah. these days if you if you do not get a new game on lo- at launch and finish it within like two days, you have to be so careful. That's that's definitely a, a topic to talk about because spoilers are a huge thing. Like with Final Fantasy or not Final Fantasy, uh, Star Wars Episode Seven, yeah, uh, spoilers and uh, like 
having spoilers like people play twitch with all these popular games and the people that yeah aren't playing it are watching it and then like on reddit you have to tag everything with spoilers and some yeah. people like deliberately don't well, i mean like, like people just want to discuss things yeah which yeah. is which is, for, which is for fine but it's majority of the time which is like I mean, see, okay we're gonna get derailed if we talk about this because what, it definitely like, is a topic yeah i think for... i think the last thing to say is that like I have nothing against people who genuinely want to bring up things for the sake of conversation, but you know there's a small 10% of people that bring it up purely because they like spoiling it for other people? Yeah, and there's, there's, that's, that's the I, was, I wouldn't even say 10%. Like, there's those, like, you yeah. know, the one bad apple in the group. Yeah. But I, I digress. This, this is... Yes. What? I have never spoiled maybe one time on accident, and I felt <laughs> real bad about it. Oh. Right, um, I have a, I have a few more things, but I will run through them very quickly because I'm aware I've talked nonstop for the last five minutes. Talkie McTalk face. That's my new name. <laughs> okay, <laughs> uh, no, very briefly, I'm working on a new article for my site, sort of. It's not actually games related; it's still sort of in development, but uh, it's all very exciting. I'm sort of taking things in a new direction. Uh, I played a tiny bit of Crash Team Racing, the old PS1 game, because I own it on my PS3 because I had my PS3 so linked good. up. And that's that. That was a nice nostalgia hit. I started watching. I started watching uh, TV series Archer yesterday evening. It's very interesting. It's nice, interesting. You started. You started from season one. Yes, like I, I watched four episodes in a sitting because they're like twenty minutes, so and I was like, yeah. Oh, "Yeah, good, yeah." And um, yeah, before someone moans me being like, "Why the hell are you doing all this uh, in the middle of exams?" I would like to point out that I work in the day, just not in the night. <laughs> True. Uh, and then finally, um, big thanks to. Um, <laughs> Uh, Chris Scullion, uh, who I talked about last week, he actually tweeted me because I sent out uh, a last episode to him that apparently I sound like current editor of official Xbox magazine and former Endgame official Nintendo magazine editor Matthew Carson, which is quite funny, and I now can't get the thought out of my head. I will have to look him up. Yes, you should. And then... That's a lovely... Um, you know what? This I'm is a great say... opportunity yeah. for the one-track gamers to see what see what they think. Do you actually sound Do like I sound Matthew like Matthew Castle? Castle? Yeah, I will send you a fantastic uh, video of him playing FIFA dressed as a Pikmin that I will send you. <laughs> and my last right. my last thing is, um, because you asked me things about myself, this is not <clears> games-related, this is not technology-related, but as we're recording, the Spanish Grand Prix has just finished, and I would just say congratulations to Max Verstappen, uh, the oh, Red Bull yeah. Racing driver for being the youngest Formula One driver ever to win a race. So well done. Tweet, him. tweet him. Send him I'm not tweeting. Tweet. Ra- no, I'll just get. I'll, no, I'll just get. <laughs> Otherwise, from... he's not going to know that you're saying yeah. congratulations. Tweet him our podcast and be like, "Hey, this is." For yeah, you. and then his PR team replies, going, "What the hell are you doing?" Yeah. Anyway, that, yeah. that's me done. I'll shut up. I've spoken for like ten minutes. Brad, what have you been up to? I actually want to hear from Rena. Oh. Well. My week this week. Oh no. Was a whole lot of nothing. Oh. I worked a lot. I didn't get a day off like I normally get Wednesdays off, and so it was just work, 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 work. Um and when we got home, I'd be like, So Brad, what do you want to do? Well, let's watch some arrow. We're trying to finish season three. Oh my so gosh, that's, arrow is that's so that's pretty good. much all that we've been doing when we get home. The suspense. Um, and then I went to a powerlifting meet yesterday, which, if you don't know what that is, it is a competition of bench press, squat, and deadlift, which is something that I hope to do myself one day. And it's one of the most amazing things to watch ever. There will be girls who weigh 100 pounds lifting 350 pounds, and... It's just, it's such an empowering 
thing to do and thing to watch. And that's that's awesome. It's it's awesome. I'm glad you got to got to go to that. And uh, yeah, that's so that's really all my that's all my week was. Your your future weeks are going to be a bit different, aren't they? My future weeks are yes. Um, yesterday was what? No, Friday was actually my last day of work. And so, huzzah! What do you plan to do with all of your free time now? Um, play games. Well, yeah. Can you can you hide all of these games that Brad keeps buying? <laughs> They're digital, so jokes on you. Um, <laughs> Just delete the files. Jeepers! I plan on lifting more, reading more. I'll probably actually do some housework. I don't know, maybe. And she's uh, gonna finish, study more. She's gonna finish Life is Strange with me. I'm gonna finish Life Good. is Strange with Brad. <laughs> Eventually I am going to be an adult and get another job. But the next couple weeks I'm just taken to be Rena and have myself. I am much more, super jelly. Much more exciting than my next two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well you're doing like important stuff. I don't Yeah, but I have to essentially live in a cave and just work for the next two weeks. All right, well, like, I get my wisdom teeth out on Tuesday, Truth, so, like, I don't that. get to do anything for a couple of days. Yeah. <sighs> my wisdom teeth are fine. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, well, mine aren't. Goody, <laughs> goody for you guys. <laughs> yeah. Yay for having nice teeth. Alrighty. Well, I guess that leaves yes, me, then. Um, so, I have been playing a variety of games, and, like... Nick oh, hold on, I think, you, I think you've skipped before. the first bullet point on your on your list on the show notes here. <laughs> I, I really want you to talk about this. So, I do! Uh, we were having a discussion on uh, characters in, 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 in gaming and everything, and... It was a discussion on dibs, let's be fair. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's talk about Let's cards off the, on the table here. So, so we were... T- I forget who it was. I think it was VGHS. Yes. Uh, and Nick was like, I call dibs on so-and-so. And I was like, I don't know if I can call dibs. And he says, I imagine that Arena has called dibs on many fictional characters before. So yes, I, said, I have. Yes, she has. And I was like, yeah, I can think about it. He's like, that leaves it on the table for you. So I said, all right, I called dibs on Cortana from Halo. And he immediately was like, you would pick a non-human AI. Because, I mean, from our past episodes... Yeah, you have I'm some, all about artificial intelligence. And it's so, a slightly strange taste in romantic so, partners. <laughs> the first thing Nick does is replace Rena's face in one of our couple of photos. He photoshops Cortana onto her face. Yeah, the, the best part is it wasn't even Photoshop. It was just Microsoft Paint. I literally just went yeah. prop stick. <laughs> so it looks horrendous. I'm hoping there's a way we can put that in the show notes. I, th- I will try and find a way because it's... Oh, I, we'll I have, have to start an imgur or something. To yes, because yeah, we, we send each other some random stuff. It's great. So that was that. Uh, apparently, I have a deep love of artificial intelligence, mm. and they just happen to all be female. Like Master Chief has a great relationship with Cortana. It can work. All right. Anyways, I've been playing uh, Stardew Valley a little bit. It's just a relaxing game after like a long day at work to come home and just like pick my like pumpkins or. Yeah. chop my weed or whatever i'm doing and start even i don't know it's just a relaxing game and then uh a buddy of mine on twitch egg fried cheese you guys should look him up if you hear this um he is an awesome streamer he's always out to help other streamers grow and things like that and he has been streaming final fantasy 7 which is such a fantastic game it's just one of the best of all times it's it has like a special place in my life in my heart it's so good uh, so I've been doing that. I actually started to play it myself, and I was like, no, it's way better to watch other people play this game. Um, so that happened. I've also been playing uh, Battleborn a little bit, but I get super frustrated with it because the matchmaking is silly, and one person always drops out on my team or the other team, and it's always one-sided. And, like, Battleborn is... It just... 
the multiplayer is not good for me. I'm not a fan, and so I am waiting for Overwatch because I had so much fun with that game, and I cannot wait for it to come out. So that's that. And um, I have also purchased Doom and Stellaris, which are fantastic games. Doom is great. You should look up the trailer. It's fast-paced and action-packed and like super rewarding in the way you play it. And then Stellaris is like the most massive game ever. It's ever. all about ever. managing your planets and your solar system and exploring and working with other alien species and micromanagement compared or coupled with like big galaxy system management and it really like fits that niche of management simulation stuff that i really enjoy Mm -hmm. so that's that and um because i purchased these games all in the past like month nick thinks it's important for me to understand that i need to stop buying video games yeah yeah Um, i just am i'm a collector of sorts well no it's every so often like i I managed to convince brad like oh you should play life is strange then like i get i leave him a week and i'm like oh how's life is strange going and it's like sorry i bought five other games Hey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like, uh, Very accurate. I like to play games and collect them and taste them all and Yeah, he he likes to the Pokemon spend approach. 60, he likes to spend $60 on a game, play it for an hour and then L- he's listen, done with it. This is a whole other topic, but time spent on a game is not directly correlated with the entertainment value that you paid for it. For example, for example, let's say, uh, let's look at the game Doom. The campaign is like 13 hours long or something, yeah. right? I paid 60 bucks for that game, mm-hmm. and I am okay with that because the experience of playing Doom mm. is going to be rewarding to me as opposed to I've already put in like 13 hours in Stellaris, and I paid forty dollars for that game, yeah. but so like I've spent less time with Doom. Yeah, but but the but the fewer hours correlate to a different experience that I yeah, remember. Yeah, but the possi- your, possi- than... your possible time with Doom is theoretically infinite because it's more sort of multiplayer geared. So, so you could put three, with... you could put three hundred hours in. So like you can't. It's not as it's not as easy to say like that thirteen hours is enough because you're not spending thirteen so, hours. Oh, let me ask let me ask you this. Life is strange. I paid I don't know like twenty bucks for it yep. or something. Is it worth twenty bucks if I don't spend twenty hours on it? Uh, where? Yeah. Well, yes. First of all, because because why? It has re- it has first <laughs> right. First of all, it has replay. Listen. It has replay value. The I would say in a, in, a, in a single run through of the game, you can do it in about ten hours, maybe okay. like twelve, thirteen, if you go and do sort of all the side stuff. But the nature of the game necessitates so the two or three run throughs. And impact, lasting emotional impact means and that I would actually pay the developers more money than I paid for the game originally. And there it is, the impact, the experience, the the feeling you get from playing the game is more important than the time spent with it. I mean, yeah, I'm not I'm not disputing that, but you have to you have to say that like if you have 10 hours of free time in a week and you could either devote that to one game or you could spend $300 on five games, you're only going to get two hours with each of those, and then from a purely monetary I would rather spend two hours with each of oh those. Oh my right, god. Carrying on, carrying on. <laughs> Rina's, getting, Rina's getting frustrated. So Anyways, let's, let's move on I'm to done. news. Yes. Um, should uh, we start with the gaming-related the... news, and then we'll transition into the other interesting stuff. You said gaming-related? Yes. Well, there's two bits of gaming-related news. I Okay, so... I don't remember who posted this, but Disney Infinity or Avalanche Studios is closing down. Yes, like they have basically quit. They have the gaming. Yeah, scene. they have pulled out of the. Their sort of entire game development bit has uh, has gone. 
the last set there's going to be a few more sets of disney infinity figures but that's <clears> it and they've just said in future we will give our licenses to other studios like they did with um star wars battlefront and i believe so there's a Oh, because I was gonna say, there's a couple of reasons, like a big reasons, you can we can tell why they closed down. And let me just, I don't, Rena, do you know what Disney Infinity is? Mm. Okay, so let me let me pitch this to you and see if you would spend money on it. All right, hit so me. the concept is, do I have to close my eyes? Sure. Imagine you're in a world where not only do you have to purchase video games, right? You hold the control in your hand, but in order to access content, more content for the game, like you only get like one or two hours, and you paid sixty dollars for this game. In order to get more content from your game, you have to purchase. A, a toy like a collectible toy for your game why would i do that exactly well so the thing with disney infinity is in order to get more gameplay and more like i don't know content for your game you would go out and purchase these action figures or whatever you want to call them and then you would use those to unlock more content for the disney Infinity yeah. series no that's stupid it's, if, I'm well, paying, <laughs> if i'm paying for a game i want the whole damn game and a lot of people think that but a lot of people also enjoy yeah. the idea of having extra content and a toy like mm. no, they, yeah. they just love the idea of spending more money well no it's well, well it's, it's funny because i think ever since this whole toys to life thing started mainly with uh skylanders and activision yeah people compared pe- a lot pe- to skylanders people were like this this bubble this bubble is going to burst and it's not feasible because like you could say well surely Nintendo have done the same thing <clears throat> with Amiibos and it's like well no mm-hmm. because Amiibos just give you little extra things on top it's of like entire the games are different they're they're marketed differently they're more yeah. of like here's a collectible toy and you can use yeah. it for the game and, as opposed and, to and here's a thing for the game yeah. and it's a collectible and we've got to raise the obvious point that obviously Amiibos have that exclusivity if you wanted that same True. experience and you only had a PlayStation or an Xbox. But the thing that I'm that caught me out with this is that the oh, people are saying, "Yeah, it's just the end of toys to life." But Lego Dimensions is doing very well, so I think it's possibly a case. It has been a bit of a case of the quality of the games and the quality of the licenses they've been using. So, like Disney has all the Marvel licenses, which you think would be a license to print money, given how there's <laughs> like. But I don't know. I'm very surprised, and um, I just want to say. That I think about, it's they reckon around 300 people have lost their job, and uh, I just want to say yeah, that very, we do hope sad. you find uh, find yes. more work as soon as possible. Uh, yeah, I am nowhere near on your guys's level of of, of of any of the developers' levels of of experience in the game development or design or whatever. But I really sincerely hope that you fi- are able to find an, an, a new like studio mm. or like start your own and yes. be successful. Because any time a, a studio closes, not only sucks for the gamers but for the employees and stuff. But yeah. um, anyways. The the a lot of things that I've been reading is there's a, a large discussion on this on Reddit about why they closed and the general consensus seems to be that Disney Infinity came out in one year it was Disney Infinity 1.0 whatever yeah and then it was Disney Infinity 2.0 the next year mm-hmm. which you couldn't use your 1.0 figures for yeah. your 2.0 game so you're like have to start all over and yes. spend more and more money and just fragmentation was, then. yeah and it. Like the Skylanders, I don't know if they do it the same way, but they seem to have a couple of years in between the releases. Yeah, I th- or... yeah, I'm, I'm not like I'm not that aware of it, but yeah, I think Skylanders. It's kind of like, it's kinda like Disney Infinity did kind of well, and they were like, "Oh yeah, also you can spend more money yeah. for another version." And yeah, I mean, there really well, it's, wasn't it's, that. It's funny. Games, I've so. been listening back to some old podcasts that just so happened <clears> to be from around when the original games were coming out, and a lot of people were saying these core games weren't quite good enough. And it felt yeah. a lot like they were waiting on the right licenses, 
and the right figures to sort of build up. Because yeah. you think, like, Disney's got such big and popular franchises like Toy Story and all the Marvel stuff and Frozen, which are always going to sell money. So it's just weird that you think that they've done, that this has happened. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know the complexities of, of the yeah, franchises no, of the yeah. we, studio, we, we, can, we can only really say we're outsiders looking in, so... Truth. Uh, uh, what's what's okay? So we have also. I'm really excited about it. Came out a couple days ago. The yeah. Assassin's Creed trailer. Yeah. Have you seen it, Rina? No. The main character is very handsome. You would enjoy. Yes. It. I love handsome characters. He's got, <laughs> he has a fancy. He has a fancy name as well. Yep. Um, so that looks neat. You guys should check yeah, it out. Um, well, I think there's a couple of things because me and you are having an interesting discussion about this because we're talking about Easter eggs, <clears> and I wanted to clarify this. And we're having the discussion about obviously like. Uh, Ubisoft, their film arms have said like this doesn't have a direct link to the games. The universe is yes. sort of running parallel, so don't yeah. necessarily expect like Ezio to pop up and be like, "Way!" Um, but the, um, like, but we know this is Ubisoft, and there are going to be references. And me and Brad were sort of disagreeing about this. So I don't know if you want to say sort of your point of view, and then I'll. Well, so I think it's cool when they put into movies, books, games um, yeah. based on like similar universes, where they put in like little. I guess Easter eggs sort of things where you see that and the player's like, oh, that's neat. I yes. love it. Yeah, see? see? Rina, I love it so much. <laughs> she <laughs> likes it when the worlds cross, see? but in a way that's like, it's not a, a, an essential part of, of yeah. the, uh, of the universe. I, I agree with that too. I just think it needs to be <clears throat> subtle because um, for me, Unju- I th- well, I partly blame Ubisoft for this, have a real problem of going with Assassin's Creed. Look at this universe we've created so, and we're going to fill it with references like... There's a really dumb moment in Assassin's Creed Syndicate that is an Easter egg that goes against all the lore in the game. In a sense, if there's a moment where right at the end of Syndicate, Evie Fry gets ch- she has, she gets changed, she has to get dressed up near the end. It's not a major spoiler, and she throws away the outfit. And what she says is, "I apologise if we have any Italian listeners because I'm going to butcher this, but requiescat in pace, which is Italian for rest in peace, which is what Ezio would say every time he killed someone." But the whole point is, inside the universe of the Assassin's Creed, the whole thing is, everything should be in English, because the an- Animus translates everything. So that shouldn't have even appeared in Italian anyway. It's just Ubisoft oh, so going, eh, like, we're it, really clever. Yeah, it, just, it took you out of the experience. Yeah, and it's like, I think that's a way it was and it's done like with the, with the film, like, loads of people have been yeah, saying, oh, this, be is, done right. yeah, this has been set in the Spanish Inquisition, and it's the same sort of time frame, just a different location to Assassin's Creed Kinda 2 like... and Brotherhood. So, like, will we see a reference to Ezio? And I would have no problem with, like, a small incidental bit of dialogue with someone being like, ooh, the Assassin's Order's having some real problems in Italy. But because Ubisoft are so stupid about their Easter eggs, I can imagine some, like, guy walking along and being like, ooh, I think we're having problems with the Pope in Italy. And then, like, I I wouldn't put it past them to then have someone look straight at the camera and be like, don't forget to buy Assassin's Creed (laughs) 2! And then the film (laughs) continues, and it's like, oh, That's what I imagine that Ubisoft would do. Um, well, you should watch. You should watch the trailer. We'll, we'll uh, put a link to it. I will say the, mu- the music kind of ruins it. They've put some Kanye West music in it. It I really it doesn't cool. fit it. It just. I, I enjoy it a lot. I, I do not. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Anyways, uh, uh, our last. Well, we have a couple yeah, more, things, more things. things. Yeah. Um, these are just sort of technology things because we've well, we we're both sort of technology people. First of all, is a cool thing I discovered this morning is a patent or patent that Samsung have a patent. Yes, that Samsung <laughs> have, um, have put in of a smartwatch that would project onto your hand. 
Now, the general, like, I will say this: this is not a sign. Can, can, you, actually... can you can you draw me a picture of like what like is it in my palm? Is it um, in the back if you of my fo- hand? if you follow the link, it has like a sketch and it will show you what it means. Well, my, I, my, the listeners can't follow the link. Right I now. know. F- fine, yeah, fine. It, what, the suggestion, the implication is, if you if if anyone's wearing a watch where you have the dial to adjust it, if you imagine that that was a tiny projector, it would project out onto the surface of your hand, and then it would work as an interface that you could then interact with theoretically. But What's the difference between that and just like a touchscreen? Well, it's, it's more it gives you more space because a lot of the problems smartwatch app developers are having is because the screens are so small they can't do very complex things. But anyway, it was just I, one I of don't the, see that's that. Just, that's it, just what a phone is for. Well, no, I know, I don't <laughs> see it. It was just one of those things. Just, it caught my eye because it's a bit. I know like that is kind Iron of neat, but, and like I and, like that technology is going in yeah. this direction, but I don't. Yeah, I should, I, I should preface that this patent, like the article itself says, which we'll post a link to, like. This in no guarantees they're even building this. This seems a lot like they've come up with a good idea and they've just copyrighted it now, so no one else can steal it. So we, Which is fair. So we may, we, we of, may never yeah. see this, but um, but I, it was I just know, interesting. It caught my eye. Just the idea of having like screens projected on your body would sounded quite cool. Yeah. And what the other thing is 3D printing, which is a oh my um, gosh, 3D printing emerging is so technology. Cool. Word, but no, this is cool. This is this this is very relevant to me, which is why I brought this up. There is a company that is in the process. I think they're sort of doing it at the moment of a system of 3D printed custom wheelchairs. So uh, you're saying custom? Yes. So you can send in like engravings and designs? And no, no, whatever? no. The point is. Um, I don't know what to customize on a wheelchair as well. It's to do with... Well, you make it into a dragon. Wait, wait, just let me finish. This is actually quite serious and quite... No, it's to do with... It would take in your measurements and your weight to get, to give to keep your center of gravity oh. central and to make... Um, um, and to sort of make it the most stable and the strongest it could be. So, like, this is... I'm sorry for our listeners. This probably isn't very interesting, but I find this interesting. The problem with a lot of wheelchairs is they have a broad spectrum of weights they have to be able to hold. So from a conventional person so, to a... Yeah, so in order is, to make a wheelchair quite, fit everyone, Yeah, they're then quite heavy because aspects. they've got to put in loads of extra cross-bracing yeah. and stuff. <clears throat> Whereas if, theoretically, you have a custom one that's built to your size and to your weight, not only will it be more comfortable, it will, ri- it will ride uh, bumps better and things like that. It will also, theoretically, be quite lighter because it doesn't need add much cross-bracing. And um, I was chatting to someone about this and I was joking that, like, would that then mean you could have, like, an Iron Legion-esque thing of just... Ten different wheelchairs for different situations. It's like yeah, an off-road one, like, a super light one, an inside like one. I gotta get in my racing chair right now, yeah. or I gotta get in my my fancy chair where yeah. it like to goes be... really well with a suit. Mm. Or... Yeah, exactly. Or I like to think of like a a fancy chair as being like really super high backed, and it's got like <laughs> like a wing back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's got some like velvet, oh, and it looks like you're sitting on a throne. Oh, yeah. A, th- yeah. a wheelchair that just looks like yes, the, the Iron Throne. The Iron Throne. <laughs> just entering a room. I have arrived. Exactly. <laughs> oh that, dear. It's just it, cool. yeah. It's interesting. I think it's a <coughs> it's an interesting way. I think three D printing as a technology can be used. It's a company I want to keep half an eye on. If you're listening to this podcast, uh, if you want the uh, help or assistance, I'm free over the summer. If you want people to test it. So, <laughs> just, that was subtle. Right anyway, um, I think we have a couple more things. Amazon, you want to talk about this? Yeah. Um. Well, apparently this is something that's already happened before, but they Amazon has opened up a new quote-unquote store location at Penn, and it Penn, is Penn a State Penn State. For those, sorry, uh, yes. Yeah. It is a college store that's it's a thirty-five hundred square foot, just like 
building that's super well lit and there's no shelves, no products, it's anything a, like a, that. It's important that it's well lit. Well, yeah, it is. <laughs> you don't want to be walking into a dungeon. It might be a little bit that's, creepy. Okay. Um, <laughs> Amazon dungeon. And it's just <laughs> <laughs> There's a new product, Amazon. It's just a drop-off and pick-up place. Like, you can place an Amazon order and you can pick it up that same day. And it's... I just think that it's interesting. Like, college kids... They're just trying to get more college kids into getting Amazon Prime. Which, I mean... And selling Amazon their Prime, I have one. heard so many things about Amazon. But one of them is, like, you can't deny that they are innovative in their way of reaching customers. Yeah. You know? So, like... If I could, I would have same-day delivery via drone to my house, and I would spend too much money ordering random crap that Way I don't need. Way too much money. Yeah. And like, two-day shipping, Amazon Prime two-day shipping, is already fantastic. Although, however, they've been off their game this <clears throat> this past time that I ordered they? stuff. Yes. Oh. I ordered last Sunday, Amazon Prime, looking at you, and it's still not here. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've had... It's not supposed to be here until the 19th. Oh, is, I've... It, is it the face stuff? They actually sent me an email and said, we're sorry, we're, we went out of stock. We need to change our shipping date. And I just didn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, actually, no, I'll tell you, I, I, had, I had a genuine um, thing where Amazon were very crafty and effectively lied to me. Because um, obviously I'm, I'm at university, so we have a we don't get our post directly. It goes to a post office and it gets sorted. Yeah. And so I'd ordered something Amazon Prime and um, I got the email saying, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's arrived. So from Amazon's perspective, they'd effectively they'd fulfilled their obligation of next day delivery but i went to the post office and they were like yeah amazon never made their delivery today so i just flat out had lied and so, that, so but then they could have said oh yeah no we we emailed you we said it had arrived but i could just go no <laughs> no you didn't check it out so amazon's it, whole mantra is the customer's always right i guarantee if you had complained you would get some sort of i was going to but oh, i couldn't yeah. i couldn't be asked i sent i sent them a snarky tweet and then, and, then they were like, and then they were like, I'll talk to our customer service team. And I was like, I can't be bothered. Yep. Their customer service team has always just, has been so good. Like, there yeah. were times where Let's... I accidentally ordered. We don't need it, actually. 100% yeah, like, this, this is a topic for, like, a, a business yeah. entrepreneurial podcast. But, like, just to, like, touch on it, Amazon has a mantra, has a theme that they build their entire company off of, which is the customer's always right. Mm. And that's how they design their websites. That's how they ship in two days. That's how they do their customer service. That's how they yeah. do their selling. Like... That is their their focus for everything, and it actually it, it works very well for them. So mm, definitely, it's very uh, yes, very I interesting. It was cool. Let me ask. Let me ask you this, Renee. If if you were in college at Penn State, oh, would you smart. use the Amazon? Like now that it's there, are you more inclined to go to Amazon for your purchases as opposed to going downtown to Walmart? Um. Again, it just it kind of depends on what it is because the article was saying that like, <clears throat> like you can still go to Best Buy and grab a TV faster than you can get one from Amazon. So it kind of depends on how yeah. quickly I need the product and so if I, it's I actually guess... like going to be Yeah, I think for me to just be a, it if it's going to be available. Okay. And it is, it is a thing of like I've had Amazon Amazon Prime for a while now and it's kind of like it is it is nice that you have the convenience of it arrives the next day. But in reality it's like well, this is just me personally, but I'm never ordering anything really massively short notice like most of the time I could just wait that a week like, oh, man, like, I, I don't, I don't, I don't need it really next day it's mm-hmm. just nice That's, to have well it's kind of like the whole reason why you hate waiting for your microwave for that one minute yeah. It's just the most terrible thing in the world. When you order something, you can get it sooner. Why not get it yeah. sooner? For, uh, yeah. That's so yeah, like that's, it's the whole thing. Um, to, to actually try and link this back to games, it's the whole thing of 
Are... Immediate gratification. No, Uncharted oh. 4 is more expensive digitally. I've, I've ranted about this before, I won't again. But it's the whole idea that even with Amazon Prime... <laughs> have it now. Even with Amazon yeah. Prime, it is faster to buy it digitally because it can just download straight to the machine. Whereas even with Amazon Prime, I'm waiting one to two days for it. But it's a point of... There's an £8, so about $10 difference between the digital and physical. The physical is cheaper. So you then yeah. have that debate of, like, for the convenience, is it worth £8? And not really. <laughs> So, well, geez, I get like that. PSN, opinion, what are you man. do? Let's, uh, let's. Yes. <laughs> Since we're going on a little bit, uh, is there anything else that you really want to talk about first? No, we well, had a mind to think about Doom, but it's not really worth discussing. It, it's awesome. You should, uh, everyone should watch the trailer and try it out if you can. Yeah, although apparently, apparently, it's, um, PC players have been reporting a number of issues. That's quite possible. I haven't ran into that. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. Anyways, we're going to move on. We have a special segment. We've done this once before when Rian was first on the podcast. We're calling this... VR, VR, VR. Oh, oh, you want to talk about VR? You put it on the list. Ah, well, I just... Okay, so just to touch on it, I have been wondering what's happened to VR. Like, the whole thing before release, before, like, um, whatever that actually was, are they coming out with it? And then... Like, it's out, and people are ordering it, and I just stopped hearing news articles about it. Like, do people enjoy it? What's going on with it? So, the consensus, uh, or at least based on a couple hundred users on Reddit, is that Vive is the way to go because you have the room-scale VR and the motion controllers, whereas Oculus, A, their shipping is all jacked up, and people aren't getting their orders, and it's coming out later, and B, it... You have to have the controller, the Xbox 360 controller, in your hand while playing, as opposed to being able to move around. Yeah, and which use is the, breaks the motion the, so, the point. <laughs> exactly. So then, what's the point? Like, if you can have the Vive now and it has more capabilities, then yeah. why order the Oculus? And there's more that goes into it. But I want to know what people think mm-hmm. about uh, virtual reality. Where is it going? Yeah. Is it going to be successful? What does it need to be successful? Yeah. What are you worried about with it? And a, a small, slightly strange development is the Android VR rumors. They've appeared. I... They've appeared in the last couple of days that um, on like a Google developer site that Android VR is gonna is gonna release. Now this is really strange because Google's foray into VR was the, the whole. Yeah, they have the the cardboard. Yeah, I actually own one. Was the whole sort of joke with Google Cardboard that the way most <coughs> the way most modern phones were are set up, they can actually they can work as a VR headset. So for those who don't yeah. know, Google Cardboard is something you can buy from Google or loads of other companies. That is literally a cardboard box with two lenses in it. And all you do is it's a you slot the phone into the box and just because you're looking through the lenses and a bit of software on your phone will display two separate images. So you don't get the quality of like Oculus or anything, but it's just a it's kind of a gimmicky little thing you can do. Like yeah. I, I bought a cardboard headset for about £3 and it's just, it's a funny little thing. And it's, it's slightly interesting that Google is now actually deciding to... Uh, seemingly actually create a proper headset that's uh you know i am not surprised we'll see how it goes yes. but anyways okay so sorry on to <laughs> on to the segment for um for rena so we're calling this rena's delicious designs and uh where it's a working title yeah subject to change that's when we settled on because it's silly and kind of fits here so this is where we give rena two separate themes objects nouns verbs or whatever to create a game out of and then we will ask her questions and help her refine the game into a sellable product. Yep. Whether or not it gets released, well, that depends on who wants that to That depends make it. on you, listeners. We want you to fund it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, we're not, we're not providing all of the funds. We don't yep. have that we, kind of like, money. She's just the idea person, and then she's giving yeah. you the gold. Yeah. You just she's, have to, she's the idea person. You know, I'm the looks, you just, and Brad's you just have to the developer. Refine. You know? I'm, okay, so, I'm the idea Nick, and the looks. I don't have, know what you're talking about. Oh, oh. Nick, oh. have you had some time to think about? Yes, I have, I have a couple of things. Okay, so you have a, an object or a noun or something. Okay, I've yeah. got a thing. 
Uh, it's kind of gimmicky. So uh, you, what do you, what do you got? Well, you what do you have in mind? Okay, so I was thinking motion controls. Motion controls. Yes, motion controls. Be it Riddle the, me. Be it the, uh, you remember like the, the PlayStation wand, the Wii, some sort of motion controls. You can move your body to play okay. the game. Okay. All right. Uh, so, so Nick, what do you got? As an idea, the underdog. The underdog? Mm-hmm. Do you need some time to stew? <sighs> I need a little bit of time to stew. All right, okay. think on that. Uh, we will, uh, what should we talk about while we're just thinking? Well, let's just kind of, the underdog kind of segues a little bit into what um, yeah. our actual topic for today is, which that I mentioned earlier, is <laughs> sidekicks. <laughs> and uh, basically every main hero has some sort of sidekick in the game, whether it's a computer system or an actual being or like just... Yeah. some in- inanimate object that like whispers to you so like examples would be uh daxter from jack and daxter navi the fairy from uh hey. Legend of zelda yeah hey listen and then we have uh ellie is yeah. uh from last the last of us which she's kind of a main character but she's also your, your sidekick the whole mm-hmm. time Sorry. uh we also have in fallout there's basically always companions and there's always a dog Mm. Um, things like that so there's always yeah. uh, a sidekick in the game so what do they bring to the game mm. mechanics wise story wise uh, if they if you get attached to them things like that yeah um, so what are some of your favorite sidekicks unless Rena is ready because she wrote some things down oh no I, I no keep keep going okay keep going. so what are some of your favorite sidekicks well I was this is one thing I was always struck and I would say they count is the very first time I played Uncharted 1 obviously I would argue your sidekicks kicks throughout that game are Solly and Elena but what surprised me is that was the first time I'd seen a game where your sidekicks had like act, proper like active AI and they actually shot enemies for you and helped out and, and actually like a, yeah. a benefit and as like, opposed to just like get out of the yeah, way and to like myself. not only does that help mechanically because obviously it can help you get through levels to me it, it improved them because they didn't they didn't feel they felt more like a character than a game mechanic that has been put in a game like if that makes sense. So they they were they were programmed in a way that made them feel like another person, person rather than, so like, rather than just you like think were an assistant. Trying to fill the void of playing with another player, or possibly, possibly, like, may, yeah, maybe because especially with Uncharted, that's obviously that's a very single player focused game. There is like a, there's a token multiplayer which they have tried to expand on for the new game, but fundamentally that's a single player game, and I think yeah, I don't know. It's but yeah, I think that's an example that's always stuck <sighs> to me because. It's, it was kind of a new direction. I'm sorry, I'm not laughing at you. Yeah, I just had a crisis. There was cat hair all over my hands, and I had a single hair on my tongue. And I went to grab that hair off my tongue, which was a dog hair. And then there was my mouth was just filled with cat hair, and I didn't know what to do. And Rita's laughing at me. Ladies and gentlemen, Anyways. the professional people I have to work with. <laughs> Anyways, um, so yeah, yeah I, I feel you. Um, one of the things I want to think of is kind of like a, a side character. In Halo 2, they came up with this thing where you have Master Chief and then you play as the Arbiter in other parts of the game. Okay. And then if you were to play co-op, one person plays as Master Chief, the other person plays as the Arbiter. So the Arbiter is kind of like Master Chief's sidekick. Yeah. But he's also his own character and has his own storyline. So you're really mm. attached to, because you even play him as a single player, so you're really attached to this person to this character in the game and you were like are invested in what happens to them yeah. and that's the way like it's done super well whereas it's not just like kind of tacked on so like a game like Skyrim where you have your, your companions or whatever they call it yeah. where like you can have a companion that supposedly fights but all anybody uses them for is to just carry their extra junk around yeah. with them because I don't care about my companions in that game they're mm. just 
they get in the way. I end up killing them on accident more often than not. And like accidentally, accidentally, of course. Oh yes, no, accident. they accidentally walked into this yeah. bullet I fired at them. Yeah, yeah. So they don't like they don't actually add anything. So why are they in the game? Is it yeah. just to like make you feel like you have people that are willing to work with you? Like, what's yeah. the point of having a companion if they don't actually benefit? Yeah, you I think the it's game? the whole point of yeah. You have to try and hope <clears throat> that they're more than just a game mechanic. Like, yeah, you... whereas, well, you can also go the same way, whereas, like, Daxter from Jack and Daxter, mm-hmm. you have, Daxter doesn't really do anything. Like, yeah, he's, like, the witty comic relief for the entire yeah. game, and he's there, but what does he actually do mm. besides be a story element? Yeah. You know? So I guess, like, the best combo is when you have, in mm. my opinion, is when you have a sidekick that is a character you want to see, yeah. like, succeed as much as you want the main character to, and then you actually, like, feel like they have an impact. Yeah, yeah so, like, for example, in Sly Cooper... Ooh, that is that Cooper. is niche. <laughs> that is niche. Sly Cooper was very popular. Yeah. You've got Sly Cooper with Bentley the Turtle and Murray the Hippo, mm-hmm. and they're awesome. They're funny, so you know I like that. And they just help him, and they're mm. cool, and you get to play as them, and they're cool, and <laughs> I just like it when people are cool. And they're cool. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. All right. So exactly. I would say uh, that they're pretty cool. I like those. I like those sidekicks. That was the <laughs> first thing that came to mind when I thought of sidekick. Yeah. I think um, Clank as well, like from Ratchet and Clank, is a good example because obviously yeah. he, like he, there, he does. He has an important role in the story. You do play as him separately, but then also from like a mechanical perspective, he unlocks loads of special moves and things like that. So, so yeah, I, I agree. So how would how would a game like um, like you said, Uncharted 4, because you have people that are with you and you have to like yeah. engage with them in the game. How would that be different if you didn't have character? Like, let's say you have story elements and like they're there in the story, but then when you're doing gameplay, they are just kind of like somewhere else. Like they left <sighs> to do something else. I, it's it's really interesting you bring this up, especially in the context of Uncharted, because from what I have, from what I've seen, this uh, Uncharted 4 is trying to bring more store more story to this just from things i've seen possibly have have they realized this from tomb raider i don't know whereas i would argue that in the in the earlier games i'm not saying there wasn't story and there wasn't character development there but it did seem that character development sometimes took a back seat in order to queue up the next um sort of big set piece so i am interested to see if uncharted 4 does go with more into character development but uh I'll have to wait and see, and if anyone tells me, I'm going to get very angry. And You're going to cry a little bit. Yeah, I'm just going to... Don't cry. There'll just be pictures of me just in more states of distress, just eventually <laughs> just in the fetal position on my bathroom floor, just... Oh. That's really with a bottle, That's a with dark... A, with a bottle of something. That's a dark of, thought. Of water. <laughs> yeah. V8. Of lemonade. <laughs> with Diet lots Coke. of vodka in it. Anyways, do you, do, you, do you have a game? Yeah, so I'm ready. All okay, right, let's go. hear your, right. your motion control underdog game. All right, so you play as this girl. Her name is Shelby. Oh, you have a story too? Yeah, like I have a, I have a story for it. Dang, girl. Okay, All right. Shelby. So you play as a girl, and her name is Shelby. And right. Shelby has always been... Like, she's not really a popular kid. Um, she, you know, she has to work. How um, old is Shelby? Um, Shelby's, I'm going to go with, Shelby's 20. So she's an unpopular 20-year-old? Yeah, she's an unpopular 20-year-old. Okay. Like, she doesn't have too many friends. She was never the rich kid. And so, like, she couldn't go play on a yacht. Oh. Um, and so... That's a thing rich kids do, I guess. I, yes. I guess. <laughs> I wouldn't know about that. Um, so... I wouldn't know. I'd only get out of the yacht in the summer, you see. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I don't so, know. 
<laughs> so Shelby, Shelby works at this little hamburger joint. Hamburger joint. Yeah. And pretty much her job is hamburger flipping. She's cooking, she's cooking lots of hamburgers. I think I know hamburgers. what I hope no, it's you, not flipping burgers you, with motion controls. And is, is it you the fact don't. that the burgers are made of dog meat? <laughs> no, it's not, okay? So, like, no one's really... No one's really believed that Shelby could be anything before. And so here she is, and she's just flipping these burgers. And this is where the motion control comes in. Okay, You have to flip the burger? Yeah, you have to flip the burger. <laughs> All right. You have to flip the burger, put it on the patty, you know, or put it on, sorry, put it on the bun, you know, dress it up a little bit. So one day, they're a little bit understaffed, and this huge party comes in, and they're like, we want 200 burgers. And Shelby has to rise up and cook all of these 200 burgers and you do it for time. So it's... <laughs> so... Every, every time you play the game, it's 200 burgers. It's 200 burgers. Flip them as fast as you can. As fast as you can. But you also have to do things... Like there is a um, meter where they have to be cooked to the person's liking does okay so you okay. oh so you have to keep yeah. track of the orders so you too. have to yeah you have to keep track of the orders who wants what on their burger this is a fast food simulator no <laughs> no it's it is not. I don't, like, it's weird you built up this complex backstory that's now gone to the back for a gimmicky 10 pound motion control game no <laughs> shelby is more than just this 20 okay. year old girl okay let's let's refine this a little bit because yeah. i like where you're going I with do. the underdog and she has to rise up to meet she the has to rise up and then at the end that even everyone's she like, doesn't think yeah, she can handle shelby you can do it and does. then she does it and they're delicious <laughs> So, do you get points for flipping them really cool ways? Like, if you do, like, a burger side flip, do you get points for that? Well, I mean, I guess you can have points, but really... It's for time. The, yeah, the game is for time. So, it doesn't it's, matter what the burgers look like, as long as I, like, throw them at the patty, or at the bun. And I mean, as long as it, you get the order correct. I don't really care what it ends up looking like. Oh. Mm, this, but this... it's it's burgers for time. This, this, is that, what, that, is that way, what it's called? I don't know yet. This but sounds, that this... way, you can replay the game... And it's still well, like, the, ooh, your well, shell be a different time. New combination. I don't know. Of... This that's, that almost sounds a lot like this could work in a sort of smartphone three star rating kind of way well, for each it burger because, <laughs> because you have motion controls and you have to physically flip the burger. Phones have your, can, phones have gyroscopes, phone. gyroscopes and, and tilt no. sensors in. That's why you no. can do it. That's not the way. Have you, you never pl- have you never played like real racing on an iPhone where you actually have to move it? No. So you need to you need to understand your market. So. I don't. I don't. Listen, like that. listen. We're looking. I at... don't care about the market. <laughs> she just wants to. I'm flip. just creating. Wanna, I'm is just this, creating a, is this a really dream that you have to flip burgers for 200 people one day? No, because I don't <laughs> want to flip burgers. I like French fries more than burgers, so I'd be like frying fries. Hang on a second. Uh, like, um, I thought what, you were going somewhere else with what's the that underdog. Tom Cruise, what's that Tom Cruise film where he's a bartender? I don't know. Because um, yeah, I, I was going to say it sounds like the burger equivalent of that film, but like. Well, I just this feel is like you game. could have gone so many other places know, besides a fast game. food restaurant. With, with the, I'm not trying to poke holes in it. It's I am trying Shelby, to poke holes. What would we call it? Shelby just wants to make some. <clears throat> Shelby wants the burger. Is that what it's called? Yes. Shelby wants the burger. Shelby wants the burger. <laughs> I, I, I sense that's not going to fly off the shelves and could be misinterpreted. You don't know anything. Listen, are you the game designer here? I know a great deal. Who wants to learn about political philosophy, guys? Because that's my next exam. Oh, okay, no. all right. Yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> let's uh, talk about liberalism. I think we could conf- refine this whole mm. 
motion control underdog theme a bit. What if, hear me out, you have to work your way up from the fast food restaurant to gourmet restaurant where the the orders get progressively more complex. Yes. Yeah. The orders get progressively more complex. It's not only are you flipping the burger, you're also tossing the salad. Ooh, I like toss the salad. Fine, and fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here. And given that you've given Shelby such like a rich backstory, would occasionally have points where like you either you have to choose between doing something work related or like going home to visit your family. And then if you don't talk to your family enough, then they hate you, and then things go wrong, and your score is oh, lower. So you have to balance this, it, balance your work life deep. and your home life. <laughs> Come on, this got real deep. Yeah. Well. All right. I mean, I can, okay. Shelby can have a little bit extra. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. I enjoyed. Shelby wants the burger. So okay, so she starts at. Out flipping burgers, and then she goes on to flipping gourmet burgers, and then she goes up, and now we are on Mount Olympus, and she's oh. flipping burgers for the gods. Yep, flipping burgers for Zeus. Yeah, is that burgers for Zeus? Can that be the new name? No, because that's, like the, lo- the that's like the last. Shelby won- that's like the last <laughs> level. All right, gentlemen, Shelby. Can we have a big... gentlemen, Shelby wants the burger. It's going to yes. be in theaters and, and, and on the... shelves. And... Yeah, and the big twist We're... at the end is you discover the main character is not a 20-year-old woman, but a uh, car uh, modifier, Carol Shelby. No! <laughs> Shelby Sorry, that was the only 20. film with Shelby I know. I've been trying to get that in for the last five minutes. Oh, jeez. All right. Um, yeah, okay. This, me, this, seg- this, this she, segment she... will get better with time. Does she have a sidekick? Oh, does she have a sidekick? Yeah. Cold. She has a pet parrot that hangs out on her shoulder. <laughs> so she's a pirate. <laughs> I a almost parrot. thought you were going to say pet burger then, a and it's going to be like a castaway thing where she's gone slightly insane. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's well, so I like it. She has two burgers on her shoulders, whispering in her ear. The good and evil. <laughs> Oh man! No, we're but they're, they're all good. We're going to move on to uh, wait, developers. If you would like to buy together. the rights to this game, please email oh, gwbpodcast at gmail.com and we will talk that to you. That's good. Thanks for that, Rena. I really yes. appreciate it. Um, we're going to we're going to do more. Uh, yes. Let's just design will, a little bit. We'll yeah, we'll make it. We'll make it. Um, so if we were to make this, mm-hmm. this segues into our community oh. portion where we got an email. Nicely done. <laughs> yep. Uh, so. Uh, John from the One Track Gamer says, "Hey GWB crew, I good episode do not last like week." That name. <laughs> GWB crew, yeah, you are you never like anything. Let me finish. I let live in finish. the moment. Right. Let, let me finish. Okay, hey GW, GWB crew, GWB. <laughs> <laughs> good, good episode last week. So let's get into this week's Thanks, question. John. Yeah, thank you. John. Nix that. Let's get into this week's role playing game. Uh-huh. I, I read this and was really concerned for a second. <laughs> so was I. Yeah, I would like to know if you were to develop a video game, what would your roles be in this game development process? I already know Brad would take on the role for developer if my guess is correct, which it's not. But what about Ooh. Nick and Rena? What would you guys bring to the table? St- uh, if- stunning good looks. <clears throat> Oh, good one. If Ooh. if I were to guess our roles on One Track Gamers, I would be the developer slash artist. Amanda would write the story or premise for the game, and Corey would be artist slash talent, meaning he would be the voice talent. That's my choice for roles for our crew. Hope you guys have a stellar week, and as always, game on. Thank you kindly, John. I also want to just thank John, because the One Track Gamers started following me on Twitter. <laughs> um, still, still don't do anything on Twitter. Oh, but so funny. It's they so followed good. Did me, you follow back? So think, of course I did. Okay, good. You can't just not. All right, so first yeah. of all, uh, yes, I'm trying to be a game developer, but that's in order to segue into being uh, the... Producer. Yeah, producer, basically, of saying this is... 
how to help people develop better games and how to say, look, this is the idea for the game. Let me refine your idea for you. Let me help the team bring things together, make sure the game ships on time, stuff like that. Um, I So developing is part of the thing that I need to know to become a producer. So yeah. that's why I'm trying to be the developer. I would be the producer. That's what I want to do. Uh, what would you do, Rina? I'm obviously coming up with the ideas yeah, so for the So she's the game. designer. And I'm, I design. also like the whole um, voice talent. I'm also going to be the voice talent. You... My, yep. I thought Nick was the one with all the voices. Yeah, I was going to say, this is this, yeah, um, it's straight no, you're in my wheelhouse. We actually, to be fair, we would probably need a female voice at times. So I could I could do a female voice. My Nick, voice is quite high. Can you do a female voice? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, no. The only yeah, the only I would either I do voice talent or depending on what um, type of game we make, I'm going to make sure the camera fucking works. (laughs) (laughs) Idos, I'm looking right at you. I understand why you now why you've now shut down. In a in a a three person team, I don't know if there's a role specifically for. I'm going to make one. Shut up! I'm making one. You can't stop. Oh jeez! All right. Well, that's that, John. I hope that satisfies. Yes. Uh, we oh, didn't really we role should, play we very much. We should mention are the are the one track gamers at the Level Up Expo, I believe it's called. They that's might happening be. today, excited, I believe. I'm excited to hear uh, their experiences with yes, that. Yes, I believe. They are. I but, believe they tweet out this morning. This yeah, John. Um, I need some more rich. If you're going to ask us to role play, I need like a, a rich yeah. story. Like, give us a, a, a theme, like a setting, a yeah, setting. Yeah, so we can role like, play where, for you. Where are we at? Step up. Yeah. What are we wearing? No, I appreciate the Not email. Not what we wearing. That could go horribly wrong. <laughs> so uh, that was good. Um, nothing but our pride. That's all we yeah. have. <laughs> I got. I got nothing else for this week. Do you guys have anything? Uh, uh, no. no any I just want to remember that or... you can always send in a question to gwbpodcast <clears throat> at gmail dot com. Please send or us you can, Yeah, please send us a question. It's no fun. I actually thought we weren't going to have a question this week, but then John saved but us. Thank you, John. Yeah, but you can. You can also tweet us a question uh, at gwb. Uh, GWB pod on Twitter. You can ask us literally anything. If you listen back to anything. our previously episodes, you will discover we will ask anything. We are contractually obligated to answer your True. question. Contractually? Yes. You signed a contract. I didn't tell you. But yeah, you did. Like with contractions. With contractions. contractually obligated. So, yes, you can find us, email us there. You can follow me, uh, Brad, at MajesticSteed55 on Twitter. And please, everybody, please, everybody, go follow Rena. Yes. Oh my god. She's like the best person to follow on Twitter. Twitter. Like all that content, just. I think it's at Rena Bartlett 238. Yes. Follow her. I'm not 100%. If Rena gets more follows than our podcast currently does, like if she has more followers on Twitter, I'll donate $50 to whatever charity. Like it, I we just yes. I want her to have all the followers on Twitter. We will put we'll put her Twitter handle in the show notes as well, so you can. Where we're forcing it, we're I forcing guess. her to use Twitter. Um, in oh. news for the podcast, before we close out, we're starting yes. a Steam group with the One Track Gamers, so that you can find us and game with us all the time. Yeah, yeah. So if you have Steam, please, uh, we'll put it in the in the release notes. You can add me Antiviral A N T I V Y R A L. Yes. I will invite you to the Steam group. We're going to be One Track Gamers Without Borders. That's going to be the... Is that actually the name? The name? Our, yeah, it's going to be our joint okay. Steam group name. Uh, yeah. We're going to be posting announcements on podcasts, questions. We're going to send out uh, events for when we're, what games we're playing and when because we're trying to build up a gaming community around this yeah. because that's what apparently people mm-hmm. wanted. So, um, you, which I think is exciting. Yeah. Please find us on Steam. We'll yes. make sure to have my username and the Steam group you, in the... Uh, yeah. 
in the release notes, and uh, we'll go you, from there. If you don't have Steam. Sorry, just one thing. You can quickly find me on Steam at Merciful Fate. I'm sorry I'm one of those people that has loads of different names across loads of different platforms. True. I'm not me on too. Steam as much as I used to be, but once this gets up and running, I will try and get on Steam a bit more so you can talk yeah. to me as well. I'm on Steam basically all the time just to like chat and play games, whatever. So I will be on there. If you don't have Steam, if you don't have a computer and you're listening to this on your iPod or whatever, uh, we will start putting together a basically an email list if you want to have that. Yes. Um, <clears throat> So we can email you events, gaming times when we do play games on the uh, PlayStation or Xbox mm-hmm. um, or other consoles or whatever we have out there yes. so that you can be a part of the show. Because what we're trying to do is build a great community where we build each yeah. other up and basically just have a great time and spread good values and good yeah. gaming. Good values oh. like don't use your phone when you're podcast recording. Yeah, Rina. She's trying to Snapchat over here while we're recording. <sighs> Anyways, that's all I got. Thanks for listening in, guys. You yeah. guys, uh, you two you have anything more? I don't have anything more. Oh, we're also taking requests for an official outro besides... Um, yes. Yes, we are, because it's we a bit also, clumsy. Oh, hello. Also, if you have anything that you want to have me design for you... Ooh. A game? A game. Oh. Um, let us know. Yep. Twitter us, Twitter us your uh, delicious yes. design ideas. Mm-hmm. Hashtag Rena design this. That's not a real thing, but we'll make it. Yeah, we'll we make should make it a tiny bit too long, but yeah, we'll make a hashtag. All right, cool. Not. That's all I got. Thanks, guys. Yes, thanks, thanks very guys. much for Read listening to our utterly just rambling on for the last oh, hour. Read that cat. Read that cat. <laughs>